Let's turn this morning to the book of Matthew. We'll be in Matthew chapter number 11. Matthew chapter number 11. And we'll be at the end of the chapter this morning. We have a ring down here, uh, gentlemen. Matthew chapter number 11. And I'm going to begin reading in verse number 28 in just a moment. And uh, this is a message that uh, I've wanted to preach for several weeks uh, on a Sunday morning. And the Lord just wouldn't allow me to preach it. And uh, I want to preach it last Sunday morning, but it was Dedication Sunday. And so we went in a different direction, but we look forward to seeing what God has for us in Matthew chapter number 11, a fairly familiar passage of scripture at the uh, end of the chapter. I'm going to begin reading in verse number 28, and we'll read down uh, through verse number 30. And it's our Lord speaking, and he says in verse 28, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. We're going to look at these verses this morning, but by way of text and getting us started, I want us to look in verse 29. The Lord says, Take my yoke upon you, and then notice the next four words, And learn of me. And learn of me. There's a lot of things that God wants to do for us. But I think God wants us to learn of him. And I would say if I polled everybody in the service this morning and asked you the question, you want to know God better? I believe that every one of us would say, no matter where we are in our spiritual life, I believe we'd all say yes. Well, Jesus makes an appeal to learn of him. And this morning, I'm going to use this text, let's preach on this subject, getting to know God getting to know God. Father, I pray that uh, you'll help us this morning. Already we've been blessed by the fellowship, uh, the singing, the music. And Father, I pray now that during this time where the Word of God is open, uh, may uh, we allow our hearts and minds to be open to the Spirit of God. And Father, I pray that the message this morning will be exactly what you'd have it to be, exactly what's needed today. And Father, once again, I pray for the one who may not be saved, uh, the one who may have never called on your son, may today be their day of salvation. And Father, I pray that you'll just, uh, your will will be done this morning. We'll give you the honor for it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Matthew chapter 11, the entire chapter, is a chapter that has a lot in it. Uh, you find in the beginning of the chapter, you find uh, the one that Jesus said uh, was greatest of all. There is no man greater born of woman than John the Baptist. You find his faith wavering, but yet Christ confirming that he is the Christ. Also in this chapter, you find uh, the reality of uh, uh, Christ rebuking uh, religion and rebuking uh, those that would depend on religion instead of looking to him. And certainly there are some strong uh, messages in that. Uh, so we find a chapter uh, that is, uh, he even warns, I think it's important to point out, he even warns that uh, these cities that uh, rejected him and, and depended on their uh, 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 salvation in, in religion, uh, the con their greater consequences than Sodom and Gomorrah they would face in the day of judgment. And we don't think of that because those cities, Sodom and Gomorrah, that, that the wickedness that just took place and all that went on with that and how God judged them. And he says, those that reject Christ and have an opportunity 
they're going to face greater things at the judgment. So there's a lot there that is to consider. There's a lot there for them to uh, understand. And you have the, the condemnation of the Pharisee and the religion in there. And you now you have come to the end of the chapter, have Christ having dealt with all of that in this chapter, we find something very interesting, I believe, at the end of the chapter that I think will will help help us today as it helped in this day. We find a very familiar passage of Scripture if you've been in church any length of time at all. And I'll read it again this morning. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Often we look at that part of this verse uh, and the burdens that we carry, and the and the labor that we endure, and that word rest, we won't rest from our hardship. We won't rest from our heartache. We won't rest from our burden. And that's certainly a good thing uh, to desire. It is something that we need physically, but spiritually as well. And often that jumps off might jump off the page to us. Well, I need this rest, but friend, there's something greater in this passage than just getting rest from our burden. Now, I think we need rest when we're weary. I think we need rest from our burden. <clears throat> but while we look for rest, sometimes we, don't, we, we miss the, the opportunity to get to know God. And we're going to see this morning, if we get to know God, the rest will be something that is provided for us. And instead of looking for the rest and bypassing God, there's a recipe here that I want us to see this morning in getting to know God. Let me, before I get into the outline this morning, uh, let me just remind all of us, what an opportunity to know God. God, the creator of all things. This morning, we have life because God has granted it to us. We have opportunity because God has granted it to us. If we're saved this morning, it's not because we earned it. It's not because we deserved it. It's not because uh, we happen to uh, luck into it. Oh, no, friend, if you're saved this morning, it's by the good grace of God that we have salvation through His Son. But I know that I want to know God. I want to know Him in a greater way. I've had the privilege of growing up in a pastor's home. I trusted Christ when I was very, very young. I've been in church my whole life. There's a lot I know about God, and I can say in my life I have grown, and I know God better today than I have known Him in my past. But it's just a glimpse of the Almighty. I want to know God in a greater way. Now, I want you to follow the progression with me this morning. I'm pretty, I'm pretty certain this message will help us today. I want us to look into this passage of Scripture with Get that, that thought of getting to know God and learn of me. That's the petition that Christ makes. Learn of me. Well, there's doubt in our faith. Learn of me. There are many who will choose religion over faith in the Son of God. He says, learn of me. We have burdens. We, we have labor. We're weary. He wants us to learn of him. Now, I want us to look at this passage this morning and see what all uh, is in this passage when it comes to learning of him. The first thing I want to mention this morning, uh, number one, is notice the call. In verse 28, he says, come unto me. There's a call to him. Think about this. The Almighty says, come unto me. 
God in the flesh, the Lord Jesus says, come unto me. This isn't a friend making the petition. This isn't flesh and blood making the petition. But God himself says to sinful men, come unto me. We ought to do something in our heart this morning. That there's a petition from God to come unto him. He's more, he's more mighty than the, most, the, 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 the highest politician. Uh, he, there, there's more to God than, than, than man can ever understand. And there's that call to come unto me. You can. He says, learn of me. And I want to say, first of all, this morning, you can. You can learn of him because he says, come unto me. Well, aren't we thankful this morning that Christ is our salvation Boy, if you're saved this morning, you've trusted Christ as your Savior, you know for certain you're on your way to heaven. It wasn't a religious man that called you. It wasn't a church that said, come unto me. You might have been invited to church, and that's how you happened to get here. But that was, that's a much different thing than, than coming unto salvation. There is by one that we must be saved. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you got saved, you heard the voice. So, oh, that burden's heavy, isn't it, carrying all that sin burden? Oh, it's hard to get through life carrying the knowledge of your sin, carrying the, the condemnation that comes with it. It was a wonderful day when you heard that voice. It might have been in a church just like this one. It might have been when you're reading your Bible. It might have been somebody standing at your door or sitting at a table opening the Word of God to you and you heard the voice of God say, Come unto me. Boy, when it comes to our salvation, aren't you thankful? We heard the voice, Come unto me. And Christ is our salvation. So first of all, we see in this passage of Scripture, if we're going to, learn, if we're going to really learn of Him, you must be saved to really know him. There's a lot of religious who can tell you a lot of facts, tell you things that this book says. And there's nothing wrong with knowing those things, but that's much different than knowing him personally. Tonight, I can, I can tell you that there are certain, I can take, take public figures and I can tell you facts about them. And it might be impressive. That doesn't mean I know them. It means I can tell you a lot about them. Uh, you, you come to sports. There's a lot of you. You can, you can quote statistics about this player and this player and this player, and you might, you might wear their favorite You might wear their, wear their jersey uh, with their number on it, but let's just be real. You don't know them. They don't know you. They'd say, thanks for buying that because I got a cut of it. But you don't know them. But think about this. The God who spoke everything into existence. He said, come unto me. And through salvation, if, you're gonna, if you are going to learn of Christ, you must be saved to know him. You must be saved to learn about him. So if you're saved this morning, we've got the first thing taken care of. He says, come unto me. Notice number two. We've seen the call number one. I want us to point out and show the concern that our Savior had. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Notice the words, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. There's many who labor with religion. 
They've tried every church in town, and yet they still don't have the peace they look for. They labor trying to live a good enough life and hoping that they've done enough good to outweigh the bad. They labor day after day. Did I do enough? And do I have, when I go and I honor these holy days and I go through all of these religious exercises, well, I labor through all of that. I labor through, whether it be uh, prayer beads, or I labor through uh, living a certain way, or I labor through uh, fulfilling some own ideas that I have. They labor with religion. Well, you think about the heavy burden of carrying around our sin. Well, you remember how you felt when you trusted Christ as your Savior? You felt lighter. You felt something slip away. Say, what was it? You didn't get saved by feeling, but after you got saved, there was a feeling. And it's that burden that you've been carrying around your whole life of all of your sin and everything that you'd ever done, even those things that nobody else knows about. You know about it. God knows about it. And you, you might have searched religion. You might have rationalized in your own mind, certainly that there's something more to this, and certainly there's a way to escape this. And what a heavy load to carry around your sins. It's a wonderful thing as a saved person, as a Christian, knowing that those sins have been removed and you don't have to carry them anymore because Christ paid for those sins. That's why, Christian, even though the burdens we, we have to carry otherwise in this life, there should always be a peace in our heart, the fact that, there's, that, that, that we don't have to labor for our salvation. We don't have to labor for forgiveness. We don't have to labor to have that removed from us and that burden is taken all of, off of us. And we, that concern that Christ had. And here's a great little word in that phrase, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Do you see it? It's the word all. Christ makes the call, come unto me, all. All. What good would a salvation be if it wasn't for all? Jesus died for all men. You might be here this morning and you might be lost without Christ. You might feel the weight of your sins this morning. You might have to live with the regret of the things that you may have done. You have been laboring, trying to find peace and, and, and the reconciliation with your own record and with that which you know has not been, been done right. And, and what is the solution for it? Friend, I have, I have good news for you this morning. No, I've got better than good news. I've got great news for you this morning. Jesus died for your sins. Jesus died for all sins. And this morning you may say, I've never been religious. That's okay. You fit in the word 
all. You may say, Pastor, you have no idea the things that I've done, the places I've been. Well, I've got some good news for you. That little word, all, you fit right inside that word as well. Well, I'm not really a Baptist, never really been a Baptist. And quite frankly, I don't even know how I got in a Baptist church this morning. Well, I got good news for you. It doesn't just say all Baptists. It doesn't say all Methodists. It doesn't say all Catholics. It says all. Jesus died for all. And this morning, isn't it wonderful to know that we have a God, we have a Savior who is not just with the call, but it shows the concern. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. I'm thankful that I have a God who loves all men. And that all might be saved. You may be sitting here this, this morning and say, I don't know about all of that. Well, don't take the words of this Baptist preacher for it. Take God's words. Don't, 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 don't put your trust in me. I can't save you. I want you to be saved, but I can't save you. But the one who can said, come unto me, all ye that, that, that labor and are heavy laden this morning, there is many that labor under their own sins. We see, first of all, the call. We see, second of all, the concern. Now, bear in mind, Christ said, learn of me. Learn of me. In order to learn of him, the first thing that we need to learn about him is the fact that he died for our sins. He paid our sin debt. God the Son left heaven and came to this earth with one purpose. Now, he, he healed the blind, but that was not his main purpose. He healed the lame, but that was not his main purpose. He walked on the water, but you mean to tell me Christ left heaven to come down here on this earth just to show people he could walk on the water? No, friend, he came with a purpose to die for the sins of all mankind, to know him You've got to receive him. But we see in this passage, he says, call. He has a desire for you to get to know him. He has a greater desire than that, and that is for you, through his finished work on Calvary, to be forgiven of your sins. And we see the concern, all, all you that labor. Can you imagine what must be in the heart of God to see men labor? When they don't have to labor. Go to bed with that burden. What's going to happen when I die? What's going what, to what, what, what's gonna, what's gonna happen when this is all over? They, they, they go to bed with that burden. They get up with it. They, they, they try and manage life with it. He says, come unto me all ye that labor. But we're going to find here, in addition to knowing him as Savior, there's number three, there's a consideration Christ wants you and I to take. He says, come unto me, we see the call. All you that labor and are heavy laden, we see the concern, and I will give you rest. And by the way, if Christ was concerned about your eternal soul before salvation, he is concerned about what you deal with today after salvation. And he says, and I will give you rest. Do you remember the rest you got when you just gave your, you just turned it all over to him? But I want you to notice the consideration in verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Christ says, take my yoke upon you. 
Now this morning, stay with me very, very quickly. At the beginning of the message, even before I prayed, I made the statement that if I went around the room this morning and I asked every individual, no matter where they are in their spiritual life, would you like to know God in a greater way? Maybe you're the exception to that. I don't know, but I believe everybody in here would say, sure, I'd like to know God in a greater way. And we see the, the call, we see the, the concern, but here's the consideration. See, there, there's something that he asked us to do, and that is to take my yoke upon you. See, you and I cannot have salvation without Christ. It is through him. It is through his sacrifice for us. It is through his sacrifice satisfying the heavenly father. That is the only way you and I escape judgment. It's the only way you and I escape that horrible place called hell. And God never intended for anybody to go to hell. The only time anyone goes to that horrible place is when they reject what Christ has done. He says, if you want to get to know me, there's something you're going to have to consider. Take my yoke upon you. We hear the call, come unto me. And friend, in 2019, on the first Sunday of November, Christ is still calling. He's still saying, come unto me. He's still concerned. He's concerned about your soul. He's concerned about your eternity. He paid the price for it. We don't have to labor through religious exercise. We don't have to carry the burden of our sin. If you're here this morning, you're lost, you're carrying around that heavy load of your own sins and the, and the, and the condemnation that comes with it, you have no idea what it's going to feel like when, when, if you'll put your faith in Christ and just take it all away. But we find, if you will, a second part of this petition to get to know Him. Just take my yoke upon you. And this morning we can liken that yoke to the yoke of service. See, there's a couple of categories we all fit into this morning. The first category, I've already mentioned it, we are all sinners. You may be, this may be your first Sunday here. I hate to break it to you. And this may disappoint you. And you may determine to never come back again. But you came to a church that's just full of nothing but sinners. From the pulpit to the back, and especially the back, but from the pulpit to the back to the choir loft, those that sang, we're all just a bunch of sinners. We all just flesh and blood. We have a sin nature. That's the first category we all fit into. But then this is where the categories get a little bit more exclusive. There's the category of saved, secure, redeemed. Forgiven. Those that heard the call of Christ say, Come unto me. Not come unto the church. Not come unto religion. Come unto me. And oh, they, we accepted that call and we accepted, we remember that time when we felt the heaviness of, of our sins. We felt the sorrow uh, that comes with that. We felt the conviction that we were under by the Holy Spirit of God, the weight of our own sins. And we remember what it was like to be heavy laden with that and labor with that. But oh, when we came to him, that burden was rolled away. That load got very light that day. We looked unto Jesus in this morning morning while we would all fit into the category of sinners if we're saved 
If you've trusted Christ, you fit into the category of the forgiven, the redeemed. Now we have two categories. We have the saved and the lost. And this morning I'll make a petition here and I'll make a petition at the end of the service. If you're still carrying the weight, the burden of your own sins, at the conclusion of the service, we're going to have an opportunity for you to allow somebody to open the word of God and show you how you can be saved. How that burden can be taken away. There are many sitting in the seats this morning who in the last several weeks have allowed that very thing to take place in their own life. And if I were to give them an opportunity this morning, relax, I'm not. But if I were to give them an opportunity, they'd say, hey, the moment you can, uh, you, you give your heart to Christ, you give to Him, get rid of that burden, get rid, don't carry it around for another moment. But inside this category of the saved, forgiven there's another category and it's the serving and this morning certainly Christ says come unto me so that you might have salvation but then as we continue this thought of learning of him he says take my yoke upon you and I'll make a couple of statements with this in mind this morning this consideration you cannot know God without serving God. You cannot learn of Him without serving Him. And Christ says, learn of me. He says, consider this. Take my yoke upon you. That yoke is a crude instrument that was attached to the neck of an, of an ox or an animal like that that would pull the load. It would pull the burdens. It would pull the, the cart, the wagon, the plow, all of these things that it would do the work. But notice your Bible, it says, take my yoke upon you. There's a difference in the burden of your sins and the yoke of your Savior. He says, while I will remove the burden, the weight of your sins, he said, I'm going to ask you to take a yoke upon you, and that yoke is one of service. See, I'm thankful this morning that as a child, I heard the petition from the Son of God. Through the conviction of the Spirit of God, come unto me. And oh, just because I was a child didn't mean I, I did not have a sin burden. It didn't mean I did not have a need of the Savior. Oh, I absolutely did because all of us are sinners. And, and we went from that category of all being sinners to those that turn to Christ are the saved. And this morning, I'm thankful I'm saved. I'm thankful I'm on my way to heaven. I'm thankful that I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to doubt it. I know for certain because I did what God said I had to do to be saved. I realized I was a sinner, realized I couldn't save myself, 
I realized that because of my sin, I would be cast into the fiery pits of hell to pay for my sins because my sin has offended a holy God. And friend, this morning, it's not just my sin that offends God. It's all sin that offends God. But thanks be to him, Jesus died on that cross of Calvary, paid the sin debt of all men. See, did he pay for all of my sins? He paid for every single one of them. And when I put my faith and trust in what Christ did, not what a church could do, not what a man could do, not what I could do, but only what he could do, Christ saved me. And I went from the category of the sinner to the saved. Aren't you glad you're saved this morning? Some who are saved, you'll know God in a capacity of you'll know Him as your Savior. But you'll never learn of Him unless you serve Him. Because there are some things you cannot know about God until you consider taking the yoke that He has for you and wearing it. Say, well, I don't, I, I, the, the idea of work and service, and I'm trying to get that rest. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Christ has a service. He has a way of serving he has something that he would like every child of, his, of God to do, a way for you to serve. And this morning, I don't have time to go through all the different avenues that you and I have a way to serve. But let me just say, in order for you to put that yoke on, you've got to surrender. And say, I'm willing to serve God. I'm willing to allow myself to take his yoke and, and learn of him and You'll find rest. See, see well, why would I do that? The whole, the, the whole point is to find rest, and I'll move very quickly because I'm out of time from the consideration to the consequence. Remember at the beginning of the message, we talked about that word rest and how we're looking for rest. This morning, you might have came into church this morning at the invitation of somebody else. You might not have never been here. You might be here because you, you drove by and something just compelled you to come in. Christ wants us to have rest from carrying the burden of our sin. There's no rest like that rest. I believe this world is full of people looking for that kind of rest. They'll try religion. They'll try to, 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 to drown it all on Friday night. They, they, they run from one thing to the next. They try one thing and the next... Christ says you can have rest. Friend, don't you rest a lot better knowing that Christ paid for your sins? Don't you rest a lot better knowing that you'll never have to spend even a moment in that horrible place called hell because you put your faith and trust in Christ and, and, and that is all taken care of you? But friend, the reality is also that life is full of burdens. Life is full of hardship, and heartache. In life, there are unsuspecting things and that we have to deal with, and we look for rest from those things. 
Life itself is a grind, if I can put it that way. And sometimes we like to say, I would just like to have rest from it all. I don't want to have to think about it. I don't have strength to do it. But friend, here's a key in getting to know God. You have to take that yoke and put it on you. And you find, fourthly, the consequence. Many are looking for the rest without the yoke. That's not what Christ says. He said, if you just have a desire to learn of me, and part of that learning is answering the call of salvation and realizing that the Son of God is concerned about the burden you've been under. And then the consideration upon salvation of serving, of saying, I'm going to use my life, I'm going to grow as a Christian, I'm going to use my life to serve God and please God, and I'm going to take that yoke upon me, and I will learn of him through my service. The consequence, the result of that is rest. Verse 29, he says, For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Wait a minute, it goes against everything that we think. If I have to get the the yoke off in order to get rest. Christ says, consider putting the yoke on and I'll give you rest. So this just does not make any sense. This just is not, this is just, how can this be? Well, I just need, I'm going through some things, Pastor. I just need to, I just need to quit everything that I'm doing so I can find what I'm looking for. No, friend, put the yoke of Christ on. Because his yoke is exactly what you need to get to know him. And in getting to know Christ in a greater way, we find our rest. For my grace is sufficient for thee. It's enough. The consequence is I will give you rest. There are many, as we go, we conclude this morning, there are some. You might would get saved, but you're afraid of what you'll have to give up to get saved. Well, can I just be the voice of reason and be as blunt as I can this morning? You might want to be a little more fearful of the consequence of sin than what you might have to give up to be saved. But... Maybe you have that attitude and Christ says this morning, just come unto me. Take, take, take the yoke of salvation and I'll give you a rest that you, that you can't comprehend. Perhaps for some, as we reduce the category from the sinner to the saved, you've yet to determine to go to that even smaller category of serving. Because if I serve, what am I going to have to give up? What am I going to have to do? Well, it comes back to the original question. Do we want to learn of him? Just take my yoke upon you and I will give you rest. The more we do for Christ, we find rest in our service. We find rest in just, just like no matter what, no matter if you're saved this morning, you understand no matter what you've done in the past, you, you get rest today. That doesn't continue to drag you down because Christ saved you and you know you don't have to to deal with that anymore. 
The same is true as a Christian when you'll take on the yoke of Christ and serve. The rest that he will grant you by saying, okay, God, I'm in this with you. So there's too many Christians wanting God to get in what we want to do. God wants us to get in on what he wants for us. This morning, if you're unsaved, if you've never allowed somebody to open the word of God and show you how you can know, would you let today be that day? Don't labor with your sins any longer. Don't carry that sin burden any longer. Christ paid your sin debt. Christian, this morning, be willing to, you want to get to know God. You can't get to know Him without serving Him. Because it is through that service He teaches us more about Him. Because you cannot do the work of God without God being involved in it. Father, I pray.